we were already planning on um, kind of wrapping up this this month, cultivating habits, and um, these are always hard uh, hard weeks when things happen um, in our world. And and uh, I'll be honest, it's it's not always easy to know uh, what to say. But one of the things that, as I was praying this week. Uh, became abundantly clear was the Lord just saying, let my word be my word. And um, don't try to be clever or uh, smart sounding, but turn to the word. And so we're going to do, do that uh, today. On the back of your bulletin, I listed just a couple of scriptures. Um, one, of the, one of the things that's important, and especially when we encounter evil in our world, is that we need that reminder to lean into God's perspective because there are a lot of voices that are wanting to be heard right now, some valid, some maybe less so, some helpful, some maybe less so. When we focus on God's perspective, we're focusing our efforts, as I wrote on the back, on God's character and work in the world. And when we focus on that, it actually starts to shift our vision beyond ourselves. We know we're, we're pretty self-interested for the most part. We like to look at, well, maybe we, maybe we don't like to look in the mirror, but we tend to look in the mirror a lot about what we want, what things are going on in our life. It's sometimes hard to see beyond ourselves. We almost have to get out of our way. And one of the ways we do that is by focusing on God's perspective. What is God's work and ways in this world? And how can that help us see a bigger picture? Romans 12.2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Romans 12.2 This world wants to conform us. Maybe that's not even entirely accurate. The evil one wants us to be conformed by the world. Why? Why would the evil one want this? And you know I like back and forth. It kind of uh, brings me back to my call and response days growing up. Why do you think the evil one wants us to be conformed to the world? Takes our eyes off Jesus, yes. He wants to drag as many along with him as he can. He wants to drag as many along with him as he can. No, uh, I, think, I think that's why, that's why he sacrificed. Yeah, that's why Jesus sacrificed himself. So that we wouldn't have to be conformed to the world, but be transformed by what Jesus did. And one of the ways we do that is the renewing of our mind. See, our minds can be wonderful things. But they can also be a source of great evil at times. Unless we're being transformed in the ways of God's perspective. You know, life actually becomes burdensome when our attention is solely fixed on ourselves. Because we just start to, all we see is just the burden in front of us. Everything. And it actually distracts us. It gets us off track with what God really wants. When we start to see with God's eyes, what does that open up for us? It allows us to see his priorities 
and his work in the world. Believe it or not, in spite of all of the horrific violence we've seen over the last couple of weeks, there is still good that God is doing in this world. There is still good that God is bringing about in spite of all that. In spite of another church in our town losing their building. God is knitting his people together tighter and closer. I was so encouraged to see people in our community reaching out in different ways. Some of them not even affiliated with that particular church or church in general. Just saying, how can we help? You know? I I think we need more more, more people involved. You're right, James. We We need it all. We need, yes. And this is always our ongoing call. This is, one of, this is why um, one of our focuses as a church has always been about how can we serve our community. It doesn't always have to be the biggest way. And one of the things we focused on this month is that the, the steps that we take, they need not be big and overly complicated. Now, the last two weeks I've asked a couple of questions And you guys have been able to share different examples. So uh, two weeks ago I asked you, how have you seen or brought about more joy in this world? And if you remember from two weeks ago, there's a whole wide span of reactions. Those of you that were here last week when we met in Buchanan Park, we talked about action. How have you seen or used your hands to be a source of blessing to someone else in your world? And even though he's not here today, we even had Cheese say that he was an Uber driver for, for a few others as a way to bless someone else. But we had a, once again, we had a whole span of different actions that people had been a part of just in the previous week. So this week, I want to ask the same kind of question. How did you see beyond your perspective this week? Or put another way, What of God's perspective did you see in the world? These are not nearly as easy as the last two weeks. I see I see you want I see I see you with a thought. No, share it please. I wouldn't ask the question in a non rhetorical way if I didn't She's sharing her experience. experience with me. She's educating me, and I'm incredibly grateful. Uh, and it, I, I noticed this week uh, on a publication that her name was misspelled, which seems like a really small thing. But I suddenly thought, for her, having been overlooked in the past few months repeatedly and misrepresented repeatedly, that has to be incredibly and so I called attention to it to the people who published it. Um, they fixed it, and I I asked her if that was okay. And she said, she said, I'm thankful because I saw it, but I'm so broken I just didn't even have the energy to address it. Mm-hmm. 
something little. Oh. Uh, Her experience and perspective. Normally, you know, yeah. To help your perspective grow and expand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to honor somebody whose perspective yeah. is often not seen or heard. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing. It's hard to take ourselves out of ourselves, you know? I don't even know if that's a proper statement. <laughs> you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Well, it's hard to see beyond ourselves sometimes. I have, uh, I'm trying to keep in connection with the cousins in my family. Uh -huh. And back when my grandfather passed away, I had a cousin who was living with him. And his name is Ollie Mack. Ollie Mack. Oliver McFadden. And, uh, I reached out to him because, you know, there hasn't been a whole lot of communication between us. And, mm -hmm. and I know from, from things that my mom has suggested that he's probably still upset about something. So I'm just always trying to offer a fig leaf of some kind, you know, just to, mm -hmm. you know, How's it going? You know, I yeah. It. Yeah. he didn't recognize my phone number when I when I text him. I know he was at work, so texting is a little easier. Yeah. And he just responded, well, "Who's this?" Who that? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's your cousin Raymond, you know, and, and that's the only thing he has. He didn't respond anymore after that. Mm -hmm. But I just, you know, I put a few additional texts in just to let them know I'm thinking about him, you know, asking about how his daughter was, and, you know, asked, I asked a pretty touchy question whether or not he was still holding a grudge. No response. So I'm just offering an opportunity to help maybe build a bridge. That's the whole effort in doing that. I don't know if he had a grudge with me or my mom. And it's tough because you don't know where he's at, you know, and you don't know if he's at a place where he's able to. Sometimes we're not. We would hope that we are, but sometimes we're not. Yeah. So just, you know, always want some reconciliation. I've had a lot of reconciliation in my life, so always still striving for it. You kind of um, touched on sort of the second follow-up question is how has the transforming love of God directed your heart, your steps, your actions in the last seven days? I'll start. Um, one of the... <laughs> I told someone else this... Um, Never respond on social media late at night. It's just never a good idea. Like, it's, it, nothing good can happen, you know, after 10 p.m. Um, 
And um, so some of my initial reaction to some negative comments was my first inkling was to want a quick, you know, just tweet that out. But um, I remember when I first came five years ago, I said I was, I was not going to tweet in anger. So um, I've, I've held to that. And that was one of the things, I think that was the, the spirit in just that one moment, and I don't always do that very well, but at least in that one moment, um, the Lord reminded me it wasn't what I wanted to say, it was how I wanted to say it. That was the wrong thing. And I'm glad I didn't. I didn't want, you know, I'm glad that was one thing that I didn't have to regret. So that was, that was one example for me. So I, I like to be sort of transparent with you guys, so without going into too many specifics. Anyone else? How, how has the transforming love of God, you know, that's still speaking about that perspective of God, how has God been able to direct your heart, your steps, your actions in the last week? Before I knew Christ, I would have responded totally different. I'm telling you that. Yeah, hope. I Your job has been very hard. Yeah. And many times I wanted to just quit, take this job, and shut it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, I know that the business that I work for probably mismanaged. But for some reason, You want to quit. Why, what do you think he has yet for you to do? Or be? Finish your kitchen? Yeah. <laughs> so he's, got, he's, he's allowed you to remain in this situation for some purpose, and it may yet still be revealing itself. Lots of exercise, yeah. Thank you. I encourage you to think more about this in, in the week to come. I want to read um, a few of the verses that I put on the back of your bulletin. The Bible has, I mean, hundreds of verses that talk about God's perspective on things. In fact, we could say the whole Bible is God's perspective. So um, I tried to just select out a few that I thought were particularly instructive. Isaiah 55 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. I think that has something to say to us about keeping our eyes on God, seeking his way and his perspective. Matthew 6.33 says, Seek first his kingdom, and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Where does he want our eyes? On the kingdom. When we see the kingdom, 
That's inspiring. And it actually, it, it helps direct our steps in this world. Acts 2 says this, Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children, and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. There are some specific steps that God looks for. I'm always overwhelmed when I read in the Bible about how someone comes to faith and it says they and their household were welcomed in. Think about that. The promise for you and for those around you. Romans 8.1 says, Therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Maybe someone in your life needs that word of hope. Maybe they're feeling that condemnation. There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. 2 Peter 3 says, But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. Some days you might feel like that. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Ah, That always drives me nuts. Instead, he is patient with you. Here's the payoff. Not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. We want God to act fast. He doesn't want anyone to perish. He's far more patient than you or I could ever be. And I could go on and on. In fact, I have a whole sheet of just other verses that we could call upon. I think I want to stop there today, though. Friends, let's pray. Lord, I pray that as we focus our efforts on your character and your work in the world, that you would give us new eyes to see. That you would empower us by your Holy Spirit to both see and respond in the ways that we are able to. We know that we can't do everything, but you call all of your people to be doing something. And to be doing those things in your way according to your will. Lord, will you direct our steps? Will you soften our hearts? Will you give us clear vision for the week to come so that we might make one more ounce of difference in this world for your kingdom's sake, O Lord? We pray this in the strong and powerful name of Jesus, our Lord. Amen and amen. Friends, receive this benediction. When there is only grief and disbelief, may the great Comforter bless you with the simple gift of presence. When you feel lost and adrift, may God pull you in close and keep you. When everything goes dark, may the face of the one who created light shine on you. When you're stuck and can't move, or you don't know how to or don't want to, May Brother Jesus give you permission to be where you are and remind you that grace has no end. In your loneliness and isolation, may Father God look you in the eyes and tell you once again that you are His and that there's nowhere else He'd rather be than with you. When it's all chaos, may the Spirit who so effortlessly glided and hovered over the chaos from the very beginning give you peace today, tonight, tomorrow, and forever.
Amen and amen. Church, I hope this week is a better week than this week. I'll see you later.